0: You're listening to the Short-Term Revolution Podcast. If you're a physician and want to generate meaningful side income, you're in the right place. Learn how to make real income from short-term rentals. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's catch up. Welcome to the Short-Term Revolution Podcast. And now your host... A pediatric anesthesiologist, real estate investor, and now short term rental host, Dr. Chiagozi Fawole. Hey, hey, how are you? Okay, I'm super excited that you're joining me for another episode of the Short Term Revolution podcast. I am super pumped that you're here with me. Okay, now, if you were like, Number of people that I get to interact with, you're probably wondering, okay, Chia Gossier, okay, this short term rental thing sounds like such a great idea, but I'm busy. Like, how much time does this actually take? Like, seriously, like, how much of your time does this actually take? Okay, if that's you, welcome, because you're in the right place. Now, if we have not met, I am Chia Gauzier fawley I am a pediatric anesthesiologist in the Syracuse, New York area. I've got three girls, I've got a husband. I've got multiple businesses that I run and I own a short-term rental, okay? I own short-term rentals. (laughs) So I just want to share with you sort of what to expect in terms of time time investment to get a short-term rental up and running. Okay, here's a spoiler. Spoiler alert. It's not a major addition to what you're already doing. Yeah, I said it. All right, but let me actually break it down for you, okay? Does it sound good? If you really want to like... Get into this. If you're driving, this doesn't apply to you. But if you're like just taking a walk or something, you can grab a sheet of paper, you know, take take some notes. So the first thing that I like to sort of remind people, particularly physicians when I talk with them, is that, listen, you are already doing this. What I'm about to share you are already doing. The first thing that you do that you don't even realize is that you live a remote life. What do I mean by that? For most of us, when we're at work, you know, say you're, you know, let's let me use an anesthesiologist as an example. When you're at work and your kids are at school, if something were to happen at school, you probably can't pull out to go pick them up. It's the fact of life. Because <laughs> if you're in the middle of a case, for them to pull you out, eh, it's not happening. You're probably going to be calling someone to go deal with that, even something as important as your kid. Okay real talk here so if even for that you're having to delegate something as simple as a short term rental you're already halfway you're already on your way to being successful at running an effective short term rental even if you are busy because the skills are equal and transferable okay so i'm going to give you four steps four steps or four a framework or four keys that you can use to get your short term rental to minimize how much time you get to spend on your short-term rental as you get started. Number, so and, and the four things are these. Number one, plan the setup. Two, set up the plan. Three, delegate. And four, automate. I'll say it again. Plan the setup. Say it after me. Plan the setup. <laughs> set up the plan. Delegate and automate. Okay, so let's now run through those four so you can see how even you, with a busy life, can effectively run a short-term rental well. So number one, plan the setup. What does that mean? When you're getting started with a short-term rental, there are lots of moving parts that you have to keep track of. The first one is that you will need to plan the setup. (laughs) You'll probably be ordering a lot of items, say from Amazon and Wayfair and all these places. So part of minimizing how much time you get to spend on the setup portion is to actually plan for when those things will be delivered. Because as you can imagine, if you have a short-term rental, even if it's 30 minutes away from you or two hours away from you or all the way across the country, like we did when we first got started, there has to be some kind of a plan for how all of those things will be delivered, put in away from the elements, kept safe until you're actually going to be there to get things assembled and set up and all of that. So scheduling the delivery of your items is very important. So what, what does this mean? This means that let's say, for example, you're thinking, you know what? I think I'm going to close on a property on February 2nd. Okay, just throw out let's just throw out a date. And you say, okay, well, if I close on February 2nd, bearing any major changes, if I want to actually maximize my time, then maybe I can start ordering items that will take two weeks by, let's say, January 15th. And you say, well, Chia um, you just said, you you wouldn't have closed until February 2nd. So why would you be ordering stuff before you even close? What if something happens to the closing? What if we don't close? Well, what if it rains? What if it snows? What if, you know, Timbuktu becomes China? I don't know, right? Stuff happens. But for the most part, if things work out as planned, as planned, if you don't have a plan, you don't have any plans to fall through, right? So plan. If you know that you'll be let's say closing on a certain date or signing a lease on a certain date, you can pre-order those things so that they can start their whole transit. Most of the time, if you're ordering furniture, ordering big ticket items, they don't just, you don't just order them and then they show up. When you order them, it takes them a while to get there. Okay? And if worse comes to worse, and let's say you don't even close or something happens, you can negotiate with the sellers, for example, and say, hey, listen, I thought we will close. I ordered these items. Can I just put the property in there, assuming that we're going to close? And most reasonable people will probably say yes. If it's a landlord that you're working with, for those of you that are doing arbitrage, the you know, tell them, that hey, listen, I I thought we'll be signing our lease on this day. I said, I said that, you know, like, can I just leave my stuff in there? Now, if they say, like, absolutely no, you can't live on property, we didn't want the liability, fine, put it in storage. But that's your plan B. Your plan A can actually work. Okay. So another thing you can also do is that let's say you know that you're gonna be traveling down to set things up, you can order your items in such a way that they will arrive as you're arriving. So if you're gonna be traveling, let's say on Thursday, and you know that your your stuff usually does, you know, your like two-day shipping, order them on Tuesday or Monday, or even Wednesday, so that while you're there to actually pick up the items from outside. They can arrive. Now, my preferred way of doing this, like I told you, you, when we got the ones in Dallas, I didn't go down. I still haven't seen them and I have no plans to, okay, is that I hired somebody local and I said, hey, would you mind helping me with this stuff as they arrive? So I'll order the items and then I'll call them and be like, hey, listen, be on the lookout for a desk or be on the lookout for a TV. Or basically, I just ordered a bunch of items. They should be arriving on Thursday, so they'll go there on Thursday and they'll see the mountain of items and they'll move them inside because you don't want like porch pirates and things like that to um, to, um steal your stuff, All right? So the first thing, like I said, is to plan the setup. In planning the setup part of that is scheduling your deliveries, okay? Scheduling with like men, handy people, I guess, for things like you know mounting your TV, assembling your furniture opening boxes, for goodness sake. Those things take so much and you get a lot of boxes when sending this But if you can go there and have people come help you while you're there, it will make your setup so much smoother and seamless. If you have a hot tub that needs to be hooked up to like 220 volts or whatever that thing is, you need to schedule the electricians so that they can come do it while you're setting up, instead of it, okay. So we actually did this So when we set up our hot tub. I did not realize I never I never owned a hot tub before, and I did not realize that hot tubs were so like intricate, like they were so like a thing. You know, like I thought you just like bought it and plugged it into a wall, but apparently that's not how it works, right? So, so for our hot tub, we were already like we were ready to list, and then we called the electrician to hook up the hot tub. And they're like, oh yeah, we'll have to dig. And like, they had to like dig and run cable. I was like, what? They had to like dig and run cable to the main panel. And I'm like, what in the world? This is is not, if I had known, I would have had them, I would have called them as soon as we closed so that they could start doing all their digging and finding stuff like before we were ready. So we actually ended up delaying our go live date by like a week or two because of all the work that they were still doing. And I was like, oh, man, right? You're listening to the Short-Term Revolution Podcast with your host, Chiagozi Fawole. So now that I know this, and now that I'm sharing this with you, you can plan ahead, okay? And I said, hire help. So in planning your setup, hire help. You can't do this by yourself. <laughs> Don't try. Right? Like it's just, it's just so much work. It's like at the beginning, it's work, but then if you have help, many people doing things in and out, like you, you just basically like do it, be done. You pack up all the plan for the trash removal because there will be trash, there will be lots of boxes. Plan for all of that. Okay. So number one, plan the setup. Number two, set up the plan. This means that if in your clear head you are like, okay. I'm gonna list on Airbnb and Verbo and this site and that site, right? Well, do it. <laughs> do it. There's nothing more time wasting than having a plan for something and not actually executing on it because it just then it just takes up mental space. So create a list of all the things that you want to do. You know, what channels do you want to list on? What Tools? Do you want to use what software? Are you using Lab? Are you using Guesty? Are you using Hostfully? Like, what tools do you plan to use? And then do it. Like, actually, spend map out the time that you're going to use to set this stuff up. Okay. Now, let's say you're thinking, I want to give my guests a welcome gift whenever they come in. I want to give them a box of chocolate. I want to give them, you know, chips. Well, set that up and set up a plan for the maintenance. Because what is the point if you have it for your first guest or two? And then by the third or fourth guest, you're like, nah, eh, that's old. So have a plan in place for how that is going to be maintained. My favorite way is to basically have our housekeepers keep up with those extra things. But after a while, you're like, you know what? I don't want to do those. Extra- like the extra things that won't make me my money, drop them, <laughs> <Just> drop them, <laughs> okay? And then number three, delegate what i mean by by i'm um, delegate let people do stuff for you right now for for doris our lake house our our housekeeper replenishes the supplies our neighbor yes the neighbor our neighbor now takes care of our of our hot tub mm-hmm. as we speak my husband is currently, has currently like is, is 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 on his way down now to go check out something i forget what, what it was but these days like going over there now it's more like a like a luxury trip honestly because most of the things that we do with that property can be delegated like we can literally tell someone can you run over there and drop this off or do whatever okay how do we do this we give them their own codes their unique codes so the so the housekeepers okay first of all, the biggest part of delegation is hiring a housekeeper, hiring a cleaner. Do not plan to do this with your busy life. Do not plan to clean your short-term rental yourself. Don't do it. Just period. Don't do it. You're, that's not what you bought you, you bought a short-term rental for. Hire it out. Pay the people. Pay them well. Keep them happy. That's the next thing. So for most of these things, in delegation, yes, you have to pay people. But what is your time worth? That is the real question. If you want to hire a virtual assistant, that's also an option. Even to help you with like guest communication and things like that. We have just one property. It's not that much. By the time you start scaling, getting like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight properties, you may want to have a, a, a virtual assistant responding to people and you know making sure that everything is 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 you know done done appropriately. So delegate. Okay. When we had units down in Dallas, I think we got. I think I, I probably showed you that we got like ten in a couple of months. I hired a personal assistant to be down there to basically go check on the properties and make sure that everything was. So we had our housekeepers and then I had an extra person as like a quality control, you know, beyond the housekeeper type role so that we didn't drop the ball on our cleanings. And the last one there, the fourth thing that I mentioned there was automate. Okay, so when somebody has to do it, let somebody else do it. But when if it can be done by technology, don't do it. (laughs) Why do you automate? Number one, you automate your pricing. Okay. So you don't have to be the one going and researching. Oh, what dates? What dates are the hot dates in my area? Like when is when is the carnival coming to town? No, let a pricing tool do that for you. I use PriceLab, but there are other ones like you know Wheelhouse and Beyond, whatever I, I, I forget the um, third one. But I like PriceLabs because it's nice, like it's a, like a fixed price as against based on your revenue. So automate that stuff. Automate your pricing. Automate your your responses, you know, the responses, like automated responses to like when you first get an inquiry on, say Airbnb, for example. Automate like sending out the information about the property so so that your guests don't have to depend on you remembering that they're coming to get the info to your property. Automate sending the code, for example, like Airbnb now now lets you hook up a tool like, like the August lock, for example. Right now, our guests get a code as soon as they book, and the code's already like programmed. To turn on and shut off during the time that they're actually booked. Like if they're coming on January first at four pm, the code gets valid January first four pm, and the code gets deactivated. Let's say you know January third at ten am or eleven am, depending on what time it is. Our guests also get a message when they first check in, the, ne- the day after they check in, and the day that they're leaving. So that way, it seems like we're engaged but I'm out here here doing like podcast stuff, right? (laughs) And they're like, oh my goodness, you were such a caring host. Yeah, I wanted to be caring, but I got kids, okay? (laughs) And the life, and other things that I want to do, okay? But so now back to the original question. So Chia, after all of this, how much time does it really take? The first answer is it's in phases. The first phase is when you're actually getting the place set up. Oh, actually, no, no, no. The first thing is when you actually like searching for the property and getting it all, you know, buying the property, right? That part, eh. if you follow the podcast, you know that I say like check Zillow every day, like three minutes a day. When you find something, making an offer, that takes like a minute. Text your alter, here's my offer. Right? By the time they, they um, send you the stuff to sign, you sign it. it, takes like five minutes. Cutting your financing, okay? That may take you a little while to get all the documents together. Okay, that's done. Done, shipped off, closing 30 minutes. (laughs) Done, now it's your property. Okay, now ordering the items that can take a little while if you're doing it yourself, but then there's also a hack you can hire a designer and they can take care of all of that stuff. You pay them, yes, you will, but that takes stuff off your hands. But if you're doing it yourself, you can plan to work to be on it for like a week. So that may be a good time to take a vacation and just like bang it out. Now, if you get, if you do, like I said, and you hire help to meet you there while you're there and you schedule all these things to arrive while you're there, it'll be an effective week. As against a drawn out three, four, five week process, just get it all scheduled, planned. get it there, done, bang it out, list the property, get it, get your guest in. Now, on the regular day to day, how much time does it actually take? I barely. I barely touch our listings. And right now my husband is actually doing more of the management on this on our short rentals now, but even he like it's like responding to guests every now and then. It's it's, it's not like we're getting like bombarded with guests, okay? When we had 10 cuz by the way, we scaled on our arbitrage portfolio when the lease time turned and even and and and, and even before, but when, even when we had 10, it was me and my assistant and even then, it wasn't like it was a ton. It was still just a couple of questions every now and then that you respond to, and then more of like cleaning coordination. But I can tell you that even now that we've scaled down, not now that we have just one left in Dallas, we don't like. I don't respond to a ton. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, guests. Oh yeah, we have a guest coming, and that's that's honest. So I hope this helps answer that question of how much time does this really take. Now, every now and then, there may be issues that arise that you have to deal with, but you deal with them. The question when I get this, this question is usually one of like fear and like, can I do this? And to answer the question, yes, you can. Even with a busy life, even with busy schedules, being on call, working full time, all that stuff, you can do this. You can do this. Anyway, I hope you found this, this episode helpful. If you would like our support as you get started with your short term rental, check us out not just check us out, book a call and speak with, I speak with someone on our team by going to workwithme2021.com slash book. Workwithme2021.com slash book. Don't forget the slash slash book. All right, guys, been fun. Have an amazing day. And I will see you on the next episode of the Short-Term Revolution Podcast.